For 18 teams, the offseason has begun. For 14 teams, the season has just begun. Under no circumstance are any of those 14 teams wishing to be in the place of 18 others. All 18 teams wish to be in the circumstances of the other 14. We now have three weeks to decide where the season ends. If this is a season of dreams, if this is a season of disaster. There are multiple teams out here that have the impact that could have the impact this year of rewriting history. I believe there are six teams in the NFL that are in the playoffs right now that could win their first championship this season. There are talks of dynasties. There are talks of heroes. There are talks of villains. The NFL playoffs brings out not only the best in the teams, but the best in the fans. We have but a few short weeks from the Super Wild Card to the Divisional to the Conference Championship games to enjoy a dwindling of few teams to the point where two will remain and then we will have our Super Bowl champion. These teams, as we have listed off already this week, all enter with one goal. Most will leave absolutely brokenhearted. Unlike you guys, because you are tuned into the Too Fat to Play podcast, I am your host, Austin. With me, as always, is my absolutely befuddled co-host and best friend, because we have already tried to get an intro once, and he got about 45 seconds into it, and then you would have sworn somebody drove through the wall of my living room. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm so ungodly lost right now. I, I had it. I, I, th- my monologue coming in was glorious. Obviously, I can't write anything down because the emotions out of it. I, I can't do that. That's not how whatever the hell you call this shit show works. It ain't, it ain't right. I don't like it. On occasion, I get lucky. Most of the times... I can make a blank sheet of paper look like it's got a better thought. This is bad. I have no idea where I was going with any of that. I pulled... I I just, like, scrolling through my phone today, I've seen three quotes. A Walter Payton, a J.J. Watt, and a Jerry Rice. All great. Phenomenal. Perfect for coming into the playoffs. I, I don't know. Oh, I just. I'm telling you guys, I watched this man just completely stroke out. And, and like, he, he started reading things, and I was I was just waiting 
for the the Webster dictionary definition of a wedding is two metals being melted together. That's where I thought this was headed. I wasn't sure. I was a little worried what you guys are going to have to endure was, tonight. I and typically, I can usually be like, "Oh, that's where I was going with this." It's gone. There's a crop circle around where that train was at the station, and the authorities are trying to figure out where the corn come from. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm lost. Austin, let's talk some football so that I can push, well, I guess, bring something back into my head. Because I don't know what the hell is going on upstairs right now. Well, before we get too deep, um, special news official was made official this morning. DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital. He is home. Phenomenal news. Less phenomenal news. Peyton Hillis, after jumping into water to save his own children is and i is still in critical condition in the icu let's not overlook that story as well that man is a hero he jumped in he saved his kids lives so keep the prayers going towards peyton hillis you know just because it doesn't happen on national television doesn't mean it's not also important um i think for the most part that's that's where we're at as far as the outside news um, inside football, Sean Payton names going around like a hot commodity. The rumor is that's going to cost a first round pick. If you sign him, um, there's a couple of teams in the league in good position to make that move. Um, I think the most enticing team that's requested him so far is the least enticing for trade purposes because the only first-round pick they have is the fourth or number four pick. But I do believe that there is there is some serious stuff to tread there. I do wonder what kind of mental state Jerry Jones is in for the fact that the guy he knew he was replacing Mike McCarthy with um, is getting interviews and Jerry Jones can't quite fire McCarthy yet, which I find absolutely hilarious it is funny and i i like how you say he can't quite he can and nobody would blame him if he goes mike you're out regardless you know what if he if he decided to do it this weekend even before the game honestly it might be a better football team (laughs) jerry jones once again Got in Jerry Jones's own way. I wish I could say he shoved a foot in his mouth, um, but he decided to eat the entire goddamn lower half of his body by going on to another radio show and saying, "I'm not gonna fire Mike." Why? What? You you want Sean Payton, right? You realize you have to f- fire McCarthy. To get Sean Payton. You can't have two head coaches, you senile old bastard. I don't think he even cares about having a head coach. He just wants a puppet. That's all he wants. Yeah. And guess what? Sean Payton ain't taking that. And that's why I think the card- <laughs> That's why I think Sean's, Sean's preferred destination is probably going to be Carolina. Or, or not Carolina, the Cardinals. There's no GM in place. And... You're going to have the chance to run the organization. I'm not sure if he wants to work with Kyler, though. And Kyler's going to have... I think he does. 
there's there's I mean there's there's tape from whenever Kyler came out in the draft of Sean Payton absolutely oozing over him. You can there's, ooze over the player. I think it's the person. Sean's a big person guy. I I agree, but I know. Obviously, I don't want the Cardinals for I don't want them in my division. I know you don't want LA because you don't want them in your division. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe, and Stephen A. backed me up this morning. Something. You heard it here first. Obviously, you probably didn't because, depending on what time it all uploaded this morning, twenty four hours ago, I was I I said. Brandon Staley has coached his final game as a Charger. Will coach this weekend his final game as a Charger. Be smarter if he didn't, but they might win. Um, I I look at what they have in L.A. Obviously, I feel like you want to get a little bit younger at the receiver position. Keenan Allen's going to bring in a couple of picks. I don't think you get rid of Mike Williams, but it's not like he's only a third or fourth year guy. He's been in the league for a little bit. You wanted to turn around, turn him around and get younger. I feel you've got the quarterback, at least talent-wise, you definitely have the quarterback. You've got the stronger arm. He's mobile. He's big. The thing with Kyler if he gets hit, which I get the guy runs like a three-year-old that's got your car keys when you're five minutes late to work. And that's impossible to catch, obviously. But Kyler's already been hurt. Justin Herbert was hurt all season with like, I don't know if anybody remembered, damn near punctured lungs, broken ribs, broken cartilage in the ribs. And he played through it at an above average level, a B to a B plus level. And when he's not hurt, you can give him B plus to A minus level at the very least. I still feel he's going to hold out and see what what jobs actually come available. I don't think he's going to rush into one. I feel Arizona is not the place, especially after their going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Again, I think Sean Payton might alleviate some of that problem. But no, I think But the that's only... not a DeAndre problem. You're right. You're that's right. That's a front office. That's a front off- office going, "We can't afford you. We we don't want to try and make this work. We don't want to turn this into a signing bonus or whatever. We don't want to try and mm-hmm. restructure or even extend you for a longer period and spread that money out." That's the front office going, "What have you done for us?" I don't know, been the best receiver in the league when he's on the field. And what have you done to put a team around him as well? He's been playing with Trace McSorley. Mm -hmm. No, I I get it. But no, and I think the one job he does rush to. If if Sean Payton has every job offer out there, the only job he runs into is the Chargers job. I mean, if that job does come available, which I think we both agree it should, Oh, it should. But if that job does come available, every available candidate is throwing everything that they have well, that they have at that job. And the Chargers, they don't they wouldn't even have to ask, Hey, can we interview? No. It's 
candidates are going to be going, I'm going to go interview for that job. Yeah, absolutely. You the mean, only person that's not is Harbaugh and because he wants full control, which is why he's looking into Denver. Is because the new Walmart ownership is literally like, we bought this thing and thought it was a Walmart Supercenter. This is not a Walmart Supercenter. Yeah, because their guys aren't ever open. Just like the checkout lanes. Damn straight. But, so, they want to give... They would rather sit there, throw their money at a guy like Harbaugh, who Harbaugh would then bring in a GM that's going to do his bidding, because, you know, Harbaugh's not going to give up the scouting. That's the whole reason he kind of went back to college. Mm-hmm. He loves the scouting. So that's the only coach, the high-end coach, that wouldn't be interested in that job. And there's a part of me, from what I've heard, and I wish he's been, I wish he would have been on the herd the last couple of weeks. Usually Sean Payton comes in like on Mondays or Tuesdays and sits down with Colin for about an hour. Let me tell you what, you want to pick a good football brain or just listen to him. Colin asks the right questions, and Sean will give him everything. But ever since his name's been coming up, he hasn't been coming on the show. Obviously, you're not going to ruin any kind of future deals with that. So I'm, I get it. I wish he was on. Yeah, absolutely. But it's heating up, and this is weird. We're talking about a Chargers team uh, that's, that's one, in the playoffs. That's one of the fourteen. Each and ever as much shit as we talked on the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And the Ravens and the Dolphins. Hell, even the Chargers. You've made it here. There's a chance. It's an outside chance. Any given Sunday applies in the playoffs. you got to win four games in a row. If you win four games in a row, or the other the two one seeds win three in a row, you know, right. whatever. But if you have four successful weeks of football in a row, you win the Super Bowl. Each and every one of these teams here can win it. Obviously, there's percentages and stuff. So, I guess I had a question that I kind of want to pose to you. Who's your biggest sleeper in the playoffs, NFC or AFC? I know we've kind of, I've kind of taken the AFC, you've kind of taken the NFC. Who's your biggest sleeper? Easy, the Giants. Easy pick for me. The biggest sleeper in this playoff is the Giants. I've actually got the Jaguars. I just don't look at them as a sleeper team. I think what they've done the last eight weeks, I think you have to pull that sleeper moniker off of them. I I think that's a good football team. I think that is the fourth best team in the AFC. I'm, I'm not I'm not picking them to be the outlandish guy. I didn't pick them last week to be the outlandish guy. Right, that's, right, no, no. I think that is genuinely... Don't be wrong. There's a difference between one, two, three, and four. Yes. There's a massive difference there. But I genuinely believe that is the fourth best team in the AFC. They're better than the Dolphins. They're better than the Ravens. And I believe they are better than the Chargers. Because they are better coached. But I believe they are better than the Chargers. I believe they're better than the Cowboys. They're better than the Bucks. They might be better than New York. They're better than Seattle. I mean, you're talking about a, a top seven team. Top eight team. I'm not so much sure they're not better than Minnesota. See, and and I've kind of... I feel the Giants... 
I kind of feel the same way about the Giants. I don't... So, week four, I feel we definitely would have not, obviously, put the Giants in the playoffs. But Correct. The way they've been playing with nobodies. They, they are the definition of any given Sunday this season. Kind of like I would almost argue the Jets were. The Detroit Lions would be that pick mm-hmm. if they would have gotten into the playoffs instead of the Seahawks. That, that, that team is the picture definition of win any given Sunday. But the Giants will go toe-to-toe with anybody. And... W- Obviously, both of these teams we've seen get kind of blown out at points in the season. Both teams have had lulls. Both teams have had very big highs. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them was supposed to be here this year. No, absolutely not. I mean, I thought there'd be a good turnaround in Jacksonville. I thought they'd be on the fringe of a playoff team. Also didn't think Tennessee was going to be – like, I, I thought Tannehill was done – I didn't think they were going to be a great team. I thought they were going to be good enough to win this division. But I thought Jacksonville was going to be close this year and end next year. And I think another thing that kind of plays into both of our decisions here, you were a lot higher on Trevor than I was. Yeah. So for him to get that turnaround for me kind of puts them a little bit at sleeper status. Like, where was this last year? Where was this during that like six game slump in the middle of the season mm-hmm. what obviously both of these teams could go back to the bottom feeder that they were supposed to be because honestly they're playing teams we kind of expected to be in the wild card round yeah we fully expected the chargers to be here we fully expected the the vikings to be in the race we i feel i if i remember correctly and i need to go back and re-listen didn't take very good notes because we obviously did not know how this was gonna go the first couple of weeks of the year but if i remember correctly i still took the packers to win the division and i think i actually had minnesota on the outside looking in just because i thought the nfc was going to be better this year boy how did they disappoint I picked the Vikings to win that division. So yes, you did. You did. You were right. <laughs> but I did have New York labeled as a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> I had Seattle labeled as a dumpster fire. I also had Seattle labeled <laughs> as a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, the AFC, as weird as it sounds, that we were pretty close on pretty, the AFC. Pretty damn close on the AFC. We we were not far off on the AFC at all. It was literally the Jaguars. I think we both had the Titans getting in instead of the Jags. Nope. Maybe I had the Colts. I think you had... Honestly, I think we might have both had the Colts, honestly. And we were a lot higher on the Colts with Matt Ryan. and I'm not sure who's who was playing quarterback for the Colts this season, but it wasn't Matt Ryan. Sure it was. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I We might have both had the Colts in that division, actually. But, man, what what has transpired? And, like, I, I don't want to, like, shrug off Seattle, but I'm going to shrug off Seattle. Seattle's not getting past San Francisco. It's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, and then there's two games in the AFC that 
if if Baltimore or Miami would happen to trip into a win, that's what it would be. It would be, it would be the upset of the century, because neither of those teams, honestly, even when healthy, are going to win that game. Let alone, oh by the way, you're both probably starting your third string quarterback on the road. I mean, because I, I realize there's also another team that's starting their third string quarterback. But that hold on, that team built different. Yeah, they're cheating. Um, <laughs> I'm convinced you cannot convince me otherwise. Um, but no, I you're starting a third string quarterback against a far superior team. Yeah, and and your third string quarterback has not looked like a guy that could have could and should and possibly still could win rookie of the year. So, I mean, for me, the way I see it is outside of those outside of the Dolphins and Ravens, Danny Dimes is the worst quarterback in the playoffs. Yes, based on sheer principle, because the way they've been playing, Dak wants to take that. Yes, but I'm still gonna give that crown. I, 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 I should that. I I guess I should also. Are you just saying like true starters? Like yes, or, true starters. Because the worst quarterback in the playoffs is Skyler Thompson. <laughs> okay, yeah. See. And that was another reason I kind of hesitated there was... Yeah, no. The worst quarterback that's going to be starting this weekend playing football at any level, and I don't know if there's a peewee football game going, but at any level, the worst starting quarterback playing football this weekend is Skyler Thompson. I don't even know who the Ravens' third-string quarterback is, but it's better than Skyler Thompson. Granted, Skyler Thompson could have like 400 yards passing. That might be on three air yards, and Tyree Kill did the rest. But as far as the teams that I believe have a chance to win, because I don't believe either of those teams have a chance to win. Okay, yeah. So out of teams that have a chance, yes. Barely. Uh, No, Dak Dak is in the running. (laughs) Dak's ass? Ass ass. (laughs) Danny Dimes is ass ass ass, though. Like... Like he's ass ass, but he's got the sh- he's got the shit stained boxers on it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, breaking news: the Too Fat to Play podcast has a logo, an official. That is so cool. That um, that that will be shared. Check That'll... all your socials. It it's going to be there. It's going to be phenomenal. New album art. Whew. This is oh, exciting. Man. Um, drooling wow. a little bit. Kind of lost train of thought. But with with the way things are going, because I believe the Giants are, are going to have a solid chance. I like them. They're actually only a three-point dog to the Vikings this weekend, which seems outlandish. But I, I think they're going to not only cover, but went outright. Um, as far as like the other dogs and granted, Jacksonville is a home dog this weekend. Right. 
Um, I obviously like them outright. The other two, the other dogs in the playoffs, I you couldn't pay me to bet on. Um, I don't know with Tua, I would bet on them to to cover Miami versus Buffalo. Yeah, but not Skyler. But not Skyler. No. Oh, I mean, it's going to be rough. I'm, I'm not. No. God, no. Absolutely not. Um, but I feel like I feel like we did so much on the playoffs yesterday. I, I, well, I feel like we covered obviously, things. obviously, we still want to talk playoffs. There's a lot to talk about about playoffs. It's easier to talk playoffs when you're talking about your own team. I have another topic, I guess, I could bring up. Okay, shoot. We've ended the regular season, obviously. Mm-hmm. What? What is your favorite regular season storyline? I mean, Oof. we've we've got a lot of things that happened this season. Obviously, we're going to forget most of them, and it's going to be a lot of recency bias within the last couple of weeks, unless something really stood out. But there was a lot of stuff to happen in the NFL this year. A lot of good things, a lot of bad things. All right, I'll, I'll start with some of the more more impressive things that that come off of the top of my that come off the top. Yeah, the Patriots let J.C. Jackson walk. Huge turnaround. Draft Jack Jones, All Pro corner. The rookie cornerbacks coming into this league are not your father's rookie cornerbacks. No, they are not. These guys are walking in making impacts. I think the young corners that solidified their spots this year. First year, second year guys. I think that is one of the huge storylines that I don't feel like being talked about enough. So I mean Sauce Gardner locked up every receiver and defensive rookie of the year this year. Absolutely dude's a top five corner in the league. And we are just casting shadow and not talking about Tariq Woolen in that. Tariq Woolen locked down everybody and everything except for defensive rookie of the year because Sauce played better. And it's not by a lot. Tariq Woolen played his ass off this year. Yes. Absolutely incredible. Derek Stingley had some good games. Also has a trash bag team around him. Maybe a pass there a little bit. I'd, I'd like to see more out of the kid. But I think coming in off the injury, coming in to that organization... I'll give you a little bit of a pass on the rookie year because you don't have any of the pieces around you. I mean, say what you will, C.J. Mosley is a Jet, and that dude's a leader. I feel like that had a pretty good impact on Sauce. Very much so. The young running backs, I know I know the storylines on running backs. I know how it goes. I know how it works. And I'm not here to discredit any of that. I also don't think you need to be paying running backs. I also don't want my team drafting a running back in the first round. I don't care if it's B. John Robinson this year. I don't want him in the first round. I have a first-round running back on my roster. My seventh-round running back is better. I don't know how many times my team has spent a third-round draft pick on a running back to sit on the practice squad. While the undrafted guy is starting. The three undrafted guys. Yeah. (laughs) Because all the other... Here's one for you. I... And as much as it pains me to say it, uh, I've actually got two. But my favorite storyline of this season 
Micah Parsons and his hot start. Have we, other than JT, LT or LT, JT Jesus, yeah. Hey, that train still ain't here. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go in because you just went wide eyed on me. Um, no, the the start. It, I forgot what I was saying. I everything. It, this the room might as well have just gone white. The start that number eleven had this year was hey, that's where I was. Absolutely wild. Um, and don't get me wrong. After the groin injury, he tailed off pretty hard. He did. Um, and I and because I mean, that's shit, seven, seven weeks into the year, we were all, we were ready to give him defensive player of the year. And it, um, honestly, let's be real about that. Up until about four or five weeks ago, when Nick started to get hot, it was still his. Yep, it was still his to lose. Yeah, and and Nick's the way Nick ended the season. I feel like locks it up for him. Um, you know, some other man, some other good storylines. USFL players in the NFL. These guys, these are guys that were cast away. We're told they're not good enough. Devontae Turpin played 30 professional football games in the calendar year 2022. 30 professional games. That's incredible. I don't know about you, but the idea of playing 30 games of football against grown-ass men that's so and i'm just clarifying this because obviously i i know you say calendar year guys he started in february right after the super bowl the usfl kicked off its inaugural season and what was it about a month or two months before the nfl kicked off training camp which is in august they ended he went straight from the USFL onto a practice squad in Dallas, tryouts, and he had one hiccup all year. Yep. Literally, he had one. It was week 18 in a terrible loss, but that's a team loss. Oh, he fucked. You lost by 20. His muffed kick, which they didn't score on, didn't do anything to help lose that game. Yeah, I agree. So... And then you got P.J. Walker. So P.J. Walker also, he played for the Panthers last year, was released from the team, played in, I don't even think he started in the USFL. I think yeah, he was, he did? I think he was. I think he was a starter of the, was it, was it the Generals? It might, okay, uh, or the Stars. I remember the colors now. It was like yellow and blue. We're going to have to get into the Yeah, we're going to have to USFL do some watching on that one. Because, honestly, you see the highlights, and that was exciting football. And it gives us something else to talk about during the offseason other than leading up to the draft. But this quote-unquote minor league of football that we're getting to see, or I guess the B-level major league football, this is huge. Mm -hmm. I love to see it growing. I'm glad the XFL is doing something. The USFL is coming back for its second season. I want to know how many of these uh, training camp bodies and practice squad bodies that are on rosters now that are obviously for off-season reasons and stuff are going to get cut if they haven't already. 
are playing mm-hmm. on a USFL or XFL roster? I think with if both these leagues can be successful as spring NFL alternates, you're one of the one of them's going to win out. I, I I do not believe we're going to have two competing leagues. Um, they could merge. It'll be interesting, but I I think honestly I think the NFL's dream scenario is either the converging of the leagues or the winner of the leagues essentially becomes AAA football. I Which, love it. I mean, you're gonna, you know, if you've got a, if you've That's, got a, a young, and we we talked about this. I think it was like week seven or eight. Yeah, it was a while. ago. Well, it was but. a very long time ago, but it was uh, after the XFL had announced or debuted their jerseys and their team names and stuff. And I kind of brought up, and maybe it's just a hope I have, um, for the two within the next five to ten years, if, as long as they stay successful merging into instead of your NFC AFC USFL XFL part of the I don't know what what it would be NFL Spring League or whatever that the I mean the NBA has the G League and the Summer League right Mm -hmm. so why can't the NFL have something like that that would be phenomenal for the brand. Now, could you imagine? Because I think the U- USFL, I think that was only an eight-week. They play uh, eight games. It was the USFL start to finish, including the playoffs, was 14. Okay. So, I mean, l- sake of argument here, Matt Ryan, who's not great in the NFL today, He'd be a a decent watch in spring football when you're waiting on NFL storylines. Mm-hmm. To me, it makes too much sense. The NFL, now the XFL does have backing from the NFL, but the USFL does not have official backing from the NFL. I feel like that's going to change. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what it does for college, though, as well. Because now, these undrafted guys, let's say, I'm just going to bring his name up because he's got the money and he's got the ego to do it. Say Jerry Jones starts backing a USFL or XFL team. You've got a whole bunch of uh, um, undrafted guys that you can't fit on your roster, but you want to keep them away from other teams but you want them learning your playbook and how your organization operates, getting them familiar with coaches. Say you send a wide receivers coach down to be an offensive coordinator, linebackers coach to be a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They bring it up to the NFL level. They're in the same system. To me, it makes too much sense, and it brings a better quality of football. You're not going to have that drop off. And for, I hope everybody listening, you know what that means though, right? I mean, you go from the Super Bowl, you wait two weeks, and you've got more football. Yay. <laughs> like, 
The only person that's going to hate that is your wife. I'm pretty sure she already hates me, so. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you have that sometimes. I don't, I feel the USFL and XFL, um, it, it's such a big storyline that doesn't get talked about enough because of the, the success we're going to start seeing out of some of these players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's inevitable. I mean, you're going to get some of these young guys that, you know, plays between the two leagues, and it's it's inevitable. I mean, Kevontae Turpin's a perfect example. Taylor Heineke, P.J. Walker. <laughs> there are not a shit ton of examples, but... <laughs> But I, I've got Ryan crying at the other microphone right now. Um, sorry for things done away from the mic. This is this is not a very good, very good segment for audio mediums. We've unfortunately, we're obviously still trying to talk football. We're. I don't think you guys understand how excited we are for an official too fat to play logo. First off, this is gorgeous. Um, and then the memes in our, in our, uh, production group chat here are, wow. Might I think say, we I... might be a young enough podcast to get away with posting these, but I don't think we will just in case something explodes. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, probably not. Um, I've I've taken a few liberties here. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> My bad, homie. All right. Um, God, I I I hate to say this, but like I, I know I know there's still a lot to talk about, but I feel like after this week, it's gonna be a whole lot more to talk about. It definitely um, will be. I mean... Because we'll get to go in-depth into each game a little bit more with there only being um, seven games. Or I guess there's only six games this weekend. Yep. So, um, but, I mean, obviously, you know I like to pose, whenever we just talk football outside of this, I like to pose these types of questions and stuff. But um, So, obviously, I asked what your favorite... Um, favorite moments and stuff from the season were um, most surprising team, most surprising player, anything else that just really stood out from from the regular season? I don't. Okay. So I have a couple of answers for, for at least one of those. Um, I think – and it's it's the very boring answer. Most surprising player for me, probably leaning towards Gino. Um, nobody was expecting Gino to do what he's done this year. Not at all. Um, but on a less, I guess, less surprise, or not as surprising, but for what kind of was thought of going into the season, I'm going to bring back the same point from yesterday, Tyreek Hill. Going to a quarterback that doesn't have the arm to take advantage of that speed downfield. Going to a team that doesn't really have the game plan to go downfield, or so we thought. And a team that has been through three quarterbacks this season. 
to still put up 1,700 yards, to still put up MVP, MVP caliber numbers, to be the, the number two receiver. Um, I, I think you've got to look at a guy like, again, not that it was a bad player, Devontae Adams, a great player. To have the season he did under the circumstances he did was impressive. Granted, I know they were missing two of their top three receiving targets the vast majority of the year, but there are there's some interesting pieces. Um, props props to what Danny Dimes has been able to do this year. I don't want to ignore that. Um, you know the storyline that we kind of missed out on because it happened before we started recording so much. Um, Brian Robinson of the Commanders. One of the better stories, you know, getting shot in the leg and then only missing four games. You're, you're going, we're going to miss some of these stories. And I know we are because that's just how this works. Trying to get back on. Almost definitely. Um, If you guys have a storyline, if you guys have something that you liked, um, that you want us to talk about, please email us. And yesterday, I got an actual text line set up. Um, So if you would like to reach out to us, give us your thoughts, yell at us. Hell, if you want to argue with us about a point, call us out on something that you didn't like. Text us or email us. Our email, obviously, podcast at gmail.com. Or our text line is 620-705-4826. I want to hear from you guys. What was your guys' biggest surprise of the season? Uh, biggest letdown of the season? Um, who Give us who your MVP is. Let us know. We want to talk football with you guys and not just with ourselves. Yeah, because I'm sure as you can imagine, talking to Ryan does get rather boring, especially whenever he can't hold thought for more than and now. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have something to say about that? I just don't like it when it's true. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? It's so much. I mean, the fact that you only have like this and customer service phone calls Meanwhile, I'm out here doing customer service phone calls, this, and by the way, I'm a freaking coach for a high school bowling team. We're not forgetting that I, I'm also like a part-time mechanic. Obviously, recently it's been on my own shit. Because I talk about putting bay windows inside of engine blocks on, on things I just rebuilt. I have a problem. Yeah, 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 yep. It's, incre- it's incredible how part-time mechanic you are whenever your own truck doesn't run yet. I mean, we dropped the motor in it, shit, 20 weeks ago. Math is hard. I can only count to nine. Maybe 25. It was during the summer. It was like 109 degrees that weekend. It was. You fucking dick. I do apologize. I did have beer and pizza, though. Yes. Dehydration. Do you go with my dehydration? This episode is brought to you by Circle Water Bottles. I wish we were sponsored because we're... (laughs) Jesus. Guys, I think if Austin wants to get out of here and then just beat the living shit out of me, I I feel like I deserve it at this point.
Oh my god. Um, this is just... I'm not even going to put this down as an actual episode. This just might be bonus content. It probably should be. We did not walk into this very organized. No. Not that we usually do, but it usually forms a little better. Um, <laughs> well, we talked two hours last night. We yeah. had a good, long show. Felt good. Recorded good. And this is a train wreck. Yeah, we're just going to title this one. You might want to skip this. Can't take your eyes off of it. We should probably not do the post-show uh, shenanigans and do a microphone. Oh, God. Uh, if we have listeners at the end of this episode, thank you guys. But I think I'm going to take advantage of that um, and, and not take advantage of you guys further. We're going to get out of here. Um, Ryan's already... I don't know what kind of train he was trying to put together for a thought, but it seems that it's gone now. That model train turned into a model airplane really fast. I be kind to each other. Love everybody but Ryan. Fuck you, Ryan. And as always, fuck the Cowboys. What's the Cowboys got to do with this?